There's one thing that will kill any chance of success for anything you're pursuing. And here's the deal. Most people are doing it daily. Welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore God's principles for living a high-performance life. Today, we're in John 4, and we're going to be talking about belief. And belief, if you've listened to this podcast, you listen to the Biz Devo, you might, uh, for, for a while, you might see a few themes. One of the themes is belief. I believe belief is one of the greatest superpowers that we've been given, right? We've been, it's been built into our mind. I feel like very few people use it. It is probably the best tool in the high performer's arsenal. If you are looking to achieve something and great success, belief is the most powerful tool that you've been given in your arsenal and it costs nothing. It just takes some discipline and control. So it's, it's, it's definitely something I focus a lot on. And my devotion, I do my daily devos and they often lead me to belief. Bible talks a lot about belief and the power about belief. And it's funny to me how so few people manage their mind, manage their belief. You know, we live in a day where everyone's riddled with anxiety. Everyone, you know, there's, a pan, there's an epidemic of mental illness. And it really comes down to being able to discipline your mind, control what you focus on, control your beliefs. It's a muscle. And unfortunately, our population, that muscle, muscle has atrophied. It's a very weak muscle for most people. Now, it is probably a bit of a, it's probably a stronger muscle for most entrepreneurs. But I would venture to say that even if you're successful at what you're doing, you can probably hone in your belief. And even if you're successful, you may not realize, you may not be aware that your belief is high, right? And being aware of it is critical because then you can actually increase it. You can, you can, you can control it. You can feed it. So this passage is about belief. It's a pretty cool one. It's one that you've probably heard. I'm going to read John 4, 46 to 53. And it says this. So Jesus came again to Galilee where he had made the water wine. That was his first miracle. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he'd heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son. For he was at the point of death. This person made a trip to see Jesus because he believed that Jesus could change the trajectory of his son's life. Like he, he gambled it all. He risked it all on this, right? He risked not seeing the last few hours of his son's life or the last days of his son's life. This is a journey on the, on the notion that Jesus could help. So that's interesting. High belief. Okay, that's the start of the high belief of this man. He's a nobleman. Verse 48. Then Jesus said to him, unless, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Right, so he's he's being he's aware of the fact that um, he's going to have to start showing people some things so that they believe in what he's talking about. So, verse forty nine, the nobleman said to him, "Sir, come down before my child dies." So he wanted Jesus to come. Jesus said back to him, "Go your way; 
your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went his way. I'll come back to that verse in a second. Verse 51. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him saying, your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. We see here this fascinating example. Okay, and I think sometimes when, at least for me, when I used to read these stories, I didn't always put myself in the situation. But if you put yourself in the situation, it takes, you have to journey to meet somebody. You don't know if you're going to see that person. Your son's sick. You're a nobleman. So you actually have quite a bit of resources at your disposal, but you're the one doing this. So you're going, making this journey, you're risking not seeing the rest of your son's life, right? And you're trying to get Jesus to come. Uh, Jesus doesn't come. He just says, your son lives. Go your way. Go your way and your son lives. Then he goes back. He actually starts going back. He doesn't even try and bring Jesus with him. You know, he, he, he just turns around and goes back. And his son ends, up, son ends up living and being healed right then. Do you realize the risk that is required? Okay. And all that risk is on belief. So the title of today is Beware of Cynicism. So I want to break down a few things that are in here. We're at the start of, the new, of a new year, right? Relatively, you're probably listening to this sometime in Q1. At the start of a new year, people have reinvigorated ideas and motivations and goals and all these different things. If you own a business, you've probably established some directions that you want to make in, in 2024, uh, which is this year. And uh, here's, the, here's, the, here's the truth about that. You will not achieve those things if you're if you're doubting, if you don't, do not have absolute belief. That's just the hard truth about it. I want to break some things down because this idea of cynicism, it's a dangerous one and it's pervasive through our culture right now. Beware of cynicism because it will kill all of your success opportunities, all of your potential, all of your goals. Anything that you want to do will be killed by cynicism or doubt. So the first thing is, if you want to be successful, you have to have belief. You must believe. And so this idea of cynicism in daily life is everywhere, right? It's, um, it can seep into your mind when someone tells you something that you're like, eh, they're probably crazy, you know, or someone, or, or, or someone says something bold, makes a bold claim, and it just seems a little crazy. It can seep into your life by <laughs> looking at social media and the news um, which I would recommend you not do. I actually try and remove myself completely from those things because doubt, cynicism, negativity just seeps in. You start to see the worst of people and that starts to make you believe the worst of people and the worst of situations and the worst of all these different things, right? Cynicism is doubt. It's, it's negative thought and that's going to kill your belief. And the key to success is belief. That's what we see here. I find it very interesting. Okay. As, um, as you look at verse 50, Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. Okay. 
So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. I wrote down in my Bible that belief is one of the essential ingredients to any miracle. And I would say any great thing to happen. It says that, so the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and he went his way. And then further down, he realized that it happened because of his beliefs. Like there's a power of God in miracles, right? In prayer. I want to talk about prayer a little bit for a second. But there's, a, there's obviously like a supernatural power, but there's a role that we play. I think it's evident in so many of these stories and that's belief. Jesus says so many times that belief without doubt, right? I believe that when you're pursuing anything that's of great value that you really want, if you're praying, I believe from what I can observe and read that one of the principles to achieving that thing, to the success of that thing, should be focusing on your belief. The principle is belief. So the one goal, based on some of the things that I read in the Bible, I believe the one goal when you pray or you're pursuing something successful should be trying to obtain the belief, to actually believe that the thing that you're achieving or you're going after will actually happen. And this comes through the, this, this is when you pray, this is when you seek, this is when you, the, like fasting is one way of, of pursuing that belief. Another way of pursuing that belief is expanding your awareness to things. Like oftentimes when I don't believe something is possible, um, I, I coach entrepreneurs, I coach businesses. Sometimes when they're trying to um, achieve a revenue goal that maybe they're doing at a year right now and they're trying to, now they want to do it at a month, right? So let's say I'll use round numbers. Let's say you're doing a million dollars a year. You want to go to a million dollars a month. Some people may be like, that's, that's, that's crazy. How am I going to do that? It's almost impossible for some people. They believe it's impossible. Expanding your awareness on it, seeing that other people do it and how you can do it, that, that increases your belief. So another way to increase your belief is expanding your awareness on it. Gaining wise counsel, gaining wisdom. I think these are ways to increase your belief in any situation. I mentioned fasting. It's fascinating. I, I, um, I'm fasting right now. I've found that any time, and I think any entrepreneur should do this, if you've, it, it, it's actually said in the Bible that it's assumed that you will do this, right? That you fast, when you fast, right? Um, that's how it's spoken about. Um, but when you fast, you realize it's funny how the clarity comes out in all situations. Anxiety tends to just bleed away. And your belief system and your communication with like your, your intonation with the spiritual side of what you're doing, your beliefs are just there. Like they are just not hard to believe. It's not hard to believe bold things. You have more hope. You have more belief. You have less doubt. You have less negativity and cynicism. All these things happen when you fast. So I'd encourage you to do that as a side note. But 
your one goal when you pray and, and are successful, I believe should be belief. And the where I'm getting this from is I'm gonna read a little passage out of, um, out of Mark. Okay, so this is Mark 11, and this is verses 20 through 24. So this is Jesus. He's walking with his disciples. Jesus just um, uh, turned over all the tables in the temple. And then prior to that, he was walking past a fig tree, wanted to eat something from it. It didn't have any fruit, so he cursed it which is, it seems so random to me, but it's so interesting. Um, this, so this is, this is after that, right? They're walking. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. This is the fig tree that Jesus passed earlier and had cursed. And Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree, which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. And that is, by the way, that's worth looking into right there. You do this and you'll have whatever you say. That's worth looking into. And at least from my perspective, right? Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask and pray, ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. This is bold. And this is where I get this idea that belief is the one goal you should have when you're pursuing anything, when you're praying about anything, when you're trying to achieve anything. The one goal is you need to like work on building your belief over, and it doesn't happen right away. Like I think it's, it's actually a muscle. Like you have to work on exercising and building that belief muscle. And it's really around every goal in every situation. Like, but working on building that belief muscle is so important. But here's the other thing, right? It says, this is so powerful. And like, I think we breeze over these things, right? Um, but if we believe this, like if we believe what Jesus is saying is true, then we've got the answer to all our dreams right here. It literally says, whoever says this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Okay, so doubt. This is why cynicism is so dangerous because doubt is the thing that will steal all your dreams and success. You cannot have success with doubt. That's what it says right here. You cannot have the things that you are trying to achieve. You cannot have your prayers answered with doubt. You cannot do great things with doubt. Who does these things and does not doubt, but believes that those, those things he says will be done. By the way, it says, he says. These are all words in the previous passage that I read. In verse 50, it says, so the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. Okay, so these are all words and words have power. Okay, back to Mark, right? Sorry, I'm jumping around, but stay with me here. So Mark 23, sorry, eleven twenty-three, Does not doubt, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. It doesn't say, this is Jesus talking. He's, this, is, this is one of the most blunt passages that I've ever heard about Jesus speak, right? He curses the fig tree. He's like going through like, a, he's just like angry at the fig tree for some reason. He curses it and it dies. Um, and I'm not a theologian or a pastor. I'm just an entrepreneur that 
that loves the Bible. So that's why um, I'm sure there's reasons behind it. And I've read about, you know, other things of why he did that. But like reading this at, at face values, like he walks past a fig tree, curses it, dies because he couldn't get fruit off of it. That's interesting. And then he goes and like destroys like everything inside the temple. And now he's like, like talking with the disciples and he's just like, like just spitting blunt truth, right? He's super bold and blunt, right to the point. No, no fluff, right? So it doesn't say he will have things that, that he, that are noble and he will have um, things that God says he should have. And he will have things only if they, they check the box. He will not, it doesn't say he will have the things that benefit other people. He, he doesn't say he won't have things if they're selfish things. He simply says, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever, whatever he says. I think that's worth looking into, right? Belief without doubt lets you have whatever you say. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. This is the hard part and you will have them. The hard part is believing that you've, yet you will receive them, right? And that's why I come down to like, it's so important. And side note, it's important what you say, right? These are all words spoken. And the Bible is very clear to use words that describe words and spoken, right? And there's a few other just like, you know, the <laughs> words are so much more important than, than we, than most people think. We throw words around, we throw negative words around, we throw what I would call curses on people around. We curse ourselves because we have this kind of often have this like false sense of humility, right? And uh, self-deprecating, like, and we don't own the greatness that God's given us. It's different than arrogance, by the way. You can go listen to other devos where I talk about that. But the words that we say are important. The words we say on social media, the words that we say over email, the posts that we make, like these are important things. Like words carry so much more power than our society and world realize. And we're reaping the, the, the results of that, by the way, right? Like if you look at all the garbage on social media, um, <laughs> I unfortunately in some ways run a lot of brands and we do marketing and some of that marketing is on social media and we post things, we send emails, all this kind of stuff. And the stuff that people say when they're not in front of you is, is saddening. Like it, it, I don't get offended by it, but I like have a sadness around this is where like look at how our culture is lever like using words the most powerful thing and it's it's sad but we have the power attached to them all right but belief i'll get back to belief belief is that that muscle that we must we must exercise and we must continue to remove doubt so this is the hard part about achieving things is like the truth is is that we don't always have ultimate belief that the thing that we're asking for is actually done. We probably, we, most of us have some doubt in there. Some of us may even be surrounded with people that are putting doubt into the picture. I've talked about removing that. So this is hard. This is where the work is, I believe. It's like, it's funny. 
the work of being successful is really in managing and protecting your beliefs and removing doubt and negativity and protecting right your mind it's more in that than even the work of actually running walking the journey and it's funny because like i i coach a lot of people I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and businesses of like massive sizes at times. I work with people who are trying to achieve really big things. And what's funny is the people that are successful, the people that have high belief, like very high belief about the thing that they're achieving. Like there's no question of if it's going to be done. It's just a matter of when. The people that have doubt, the people that are cynical, the people that are sarcastic, the people that um, don't manage their mind well, people that are undisciplined. And this tends to show up in other places in their life, right? So this is going to go, uh, this is, you know, I'm not really um, politically correct and this is going to go against a lot of, rub a lot of people the long way, but like the truth is like, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? And so the people that protect their mind and are disciplined around their beliefs and hone their beliefs in and, 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 and keep out the negativity, that takes discipline and that discipline shows up in other ways. They're generally healthy. They, they look better. They're more fit. They're more energetic. They're more, they, they, they are more fun to be around. They enjoy life more. They're better at things like they're skilled at things because, and they excel at things and they advance at things because they care about this stuff. And the people that, you know, are sloppy and get up late and uh, are unhealthy and, and probably overweight and not fit and, uh, you know, don't manage their finances well. And, you know, all, you know, all these other things are generally the people that also don't manage their mind well and don't keep the doubt out and like are highly anxious and all these other things, right? This is not throwing shame on you if you have some of that, but it, the reality is, is like, this all goes down to one muscle. It's discipline. Discipline around the things that you care about and belief, if you want to be successful, is one of those disciplines. And if you're disciplined around belief, it'll show up in other places in your life. And if other places in your life are kind of messy, then it's probably no wonder that you haven't achieved the thing yet. That's just the way it is. Doesn't mean you can't change right away, right? It's just a, it's just a decision. But it's funny how when you decide to be disciplined around everything, you can also achieve great things, right? And that comes into play with, with belief. But as we're pursuing things, the problem is, is like belief is really hard. It, it's, it's hard to like actually believe some big things, right? Even, like things that no one's ever done take such high belief, right? Even, th- you know, it's funny how we have low belief even on things that people have done. We just don't think it's possible for us. But um, what do you do if you're praying or you're pursuing and you still don't believe because doubt will kill that, right? Like prayer that is just rhetoric or complaining or filled with doubt is is basically, seems like to me, actually detrimental to what you're trying to do. Now, I think there's a difference because I was trying to chew on this. Like, there are times when I am scared and I come to God in prayer about something. Think that that is different than 
praying empty words that we actually don't believe. I think that's the distinction. That's just my take on it. And so how do you, how do you pray and pursue if you don't fully believe yet? If like there's still some doubt. So, so it's a couple thoughts. Like it seems like the desire, and we see that with this man, the desire, the stepping out, like the action of doing something on faith holds some weight. Like the desire to believe the action associated with a believing person holds some weight. Like this person went to Jesus, not knowing that he's going to be able to do anything, like not knowing if he's going to heal the son or even be willing to. He took steps on faith. So faith I think is, is important. Even when you don't fully believe you're acting in the way that you don't feel, right? And there's a desire to believe, like it's an inherent thing. A, a trick that I use often when I'm going after something that seems so bold that I'm just not even sure, like I can't even get my mind to believe the thing that I'm trying to say, right? To trying to do. Like that's happened to me before. Um, and I call this the magic question, but I use this magic question. And simply, rather than telling my mind, I believe this, because that's hard to do. Your mind doesn't really listen to you that way. It might be better to say, what would have to be true about my situation, about me, whatever, what would have to be true for this thing to happen, right? What would have to be true? And your mind starts, in marketing, we call them open loops, right? In business and marketing, we call them open loops. We open a loop because your brain is a problem-solving machine. And it's not going to believe something it doesn't believe, but it will solve problems. Questions are the best way to get your brain to believe. Another question is, is it possible that this thing could happen? Right? That's where you start expanding awareness. Like when I talked about the example of like a business going from a million dollars a year to a million dollars a month or 10xing their pricing or whatever, some gargantuan leap, some 10x leap. The most powerful thing to getting someone to believe that, because generally they don't believe it's possible, is to ask the question, well, is it, is it possible that, this, that someone else is doing this? That someone else has made this leap? I'm going to botch this story, but there's a story of, I think it was like the three-minute mile. Um, I don't know, three-minute, I'm not a runner, three or four minutes, whatever it was. But like, it's basically... No one had ever run a mile in less than three minutes ever before. It was assumed to be, it was believed to be not possible. And then someone did it, right? And they asked him how he did it. And he said, in my mind, it was already done. Like he believed it was possible. He didn't doubt and then he achieved it. What was funny, this is the funny thing is after that, there was something like 37 people did it like in the following year or something like that. So the point I'm making about awareness is like not the first guy who broke that mile. He had strong belief that, you know, that, that, that he built up. But the other people that didn't believe it was possible for them, once they saw that it was possible for someone else, then believed it was possible for them. And so that's another trick is to make yourself aware to go looking for 
who has this been possible for in the past? Like who else has done this thing? You know, I, I, (laughs) it bothers me sometimes because I coach people. Sometimes people, people use absolutes, right? I can't do this. This never happens. Um, This always is the case. That's not possible. Like absolutes. And it's silly to me. And I, I would just caution you like, I've learned from myself, like if you use absolutes that way, you will not be successful in what you're trying to do. Because the truth is, there's almost no absolute. There are things that people believed were impossible, you know, just 50 years ago that we do now. So that alone should tell you that there is no absolute. Probably, and, 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 and you probably, if you're using those absolutes, you're probably not using them truthfully believing that it's impossible. You just think it's highly unlikely, but you're using the words impossible. The point is, is words are still very important. Like you can't just haphazardly use words and expect the opposite to happen. Okay. So be cautious about absolutes because if you're using absolutes, you're closing off your mind to think about any other possibility and it's, and you're not going to be successful. In order to increase your belief that something is possible, you must open your brain up to actually building that belief and using absolutes will remove that. Now, I believe that to me, when I see people using absolutes, like I, this is not possible. It's, they're, they're really protecting themselves. And it's funny to me. It's funny how like for some of us, the idea of something being possible discourages us, some people, because maybe it's like, now I got to do a bunch of work. It, and, and some of us are so enslaved that, or the culture is so enslaved that we get comfort in the slavery, being enslaved by something not being possible. You know, whatever you know, I, I, I have a relative who was recently diagnosed with arthritis. Traditional medicine will tell you that like arthritis is not reversible. I don't believe that. I don't believe that because I don't believe anything is not reversible. But not only that, like there's plenty of proof of like, if you get like, let's like, you could do so many things that could reverse that, right? It's like, it's inflammation. It's like, all this kind of stuff, right? Um, there's just so much we don't know. And for this person though, they're like, to them, it's like impossible. Now, this person has a fairly unhealthy lifestyle and um, it, would be, it would seem possible that, hey, dra- dramatic change to your lifestyle probably could help here. Probably could, maybe it could even reverse it. I don't know. But it's possible, but they don't have that belief, right? And they actually are, are unfortunately at this point are co- getting comfort in the fact that this is just the way it is because I guess the journey feels so challenging to them and maybe they're scared that they might do it and it might still fail. I don't think that that's you, right? Because you probably pursue things and push through walls, but beware of the doubt and the absolutes because like I said, you must build that belief and here those, those, use those questions 
remove absolutes, open your mind up, bring your awareness to your mind um, so that you can help to build up your belief so that maybe if you're pursuing something and you don't have that absolute belief yet, but you want it and you have some doubt and you want to eliminate it, you can open loops in your brain to actually start troubleshooting some of these things. So your brain starts working on them and you start building that belief and you start seeing the awareness and you start removing doubt. And now you start having hope and faith and you're acting in that way and you're believing because that's what's clear to me right here is like, you must take action even like before, before the thing. And I've talked about that before, like action habits and taking action first. That's how you actually control your feelings and your thoughts is by taking action towards the thing that you're trying to achieve. Uh, but that's, that's so important. Another thing to consider is your focus, okay? And so oftentimes when we pray things or we pursue things, one of the disciplines in building your belief is controlling your focus. So in order to build, build your belief, you must control what you focus on. You can choose to focus on the difficult things, right? All the, all the challenges, all the hard parts, all the likelihoods of failure, all the possible things that can go wrong, or you can focus on the things that you can do right and the upsides. And when it comes to removing doubt, controlling your focus is critical, right? And so if you want to build your belief and remove doubt, controlling your focus is a critical part of that. Um, I was thinking back and you guys know if you, if you listen to this for a while, you, you know that I, I really like Abraham because Abraham was a very successful person. He was very courageous. He was, very, he was a high achiever. He did great things. He had high belief. He did all like just really, really cool. He believed even when nothing, every, everything was against him and he got the result of it, right? He was promised something. He believed that promise and the result came out of it. It was interesting because you can see that he was able to control his focus. There's a little passage here um, from, from uh, Paul talking about Abraham. And this is from a few, few weeks ago, I did this Devo. But there's this little passage of a verse that says, Abraham, without weakening his faith, faced the fact that his body was as good as dead because he was very old. This is regarding him having his first son. And this is the key part. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise. That means he didn't focus on all of the physical things and all the things around him that, that were pointing in the opposite direction of the promise. But he focused on the promise and he eliminated the doubt. He didn't waver. He had absolute belief. And then that, that thing came to pass. I don't believe that that would have happened that he would have become a great nation all the end. Also, I don't believe that he would have had the success, the other success in his life, which he had a lot of success before this that we don't even know, like really hear much about. He wouldn't have, I can't believe he would have gotten that if he had doubt in his life, if he had low, like poor discipline around his belief and focus. And so just to end here, back to the story of the nobleman, right? Whose son was healed. I was just asking myself these questions and I'll leave it with, with you right now. I see myself in this and I don't see, and, I, and I, I envy this level of belief. 
But I think it's worth pursuing because like we read in Mark, it's like, it's worth it. Because anyone who believes without doubt, you will have whatever he says. Okay, that's worth working on. If it's just a matter of like working on that belief, then all, I'm all in. Some of the things to consider here as you're maybe looking at yourself, like put yourself in this story and like think about, is this, how would I have done this? Like this person risked a lot, risked not seeing the last few hours of, of his son's life, went to Jesus. Jesus said a few words to him, told him to go back. He actually obeyed and just went back, still not knowing if it worked. And then it happened, then, he, then, then it worked. When I was looking at this, at the end of the story, right? So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. And he himself believed and his whole household, his whole household, I think is critical. So Jesus declared something that was not as if it was true and it came to pass. So you're at the end of the story. When, when you're at the end of this, and I think I'm asking if you can relate to some of these types of things in your life. Do you, do you think that this situation at the end of it increased his belief or decreased it, right? He went through the situation. He risked believing without doubt and taking action and it paid off. Do you think that increased his belief or decreased it? I think we need to be stacking these things, like these situations we need to be looking for. I call it a highlight reel. I've talked about that in other devos or other, other podcast episodes, which you can go back and look at. But like looking for the times where you believed and it paid off because it stacks the deck in your favor. They stack on top of each other. Do you think it, it this is how you increase your belief to, for the next thing? Another question I had is like, do you think he ever forgot about this? This is probably a situation that he carried with him for his entire life. In fact, it's probably a situation, probably a story that was known for generations to come that he talked to, told his kids about. Certainly this boy told it, knew about it and then their kids and then their kids and their kids. So it changed the trajectory I would imagine of his entire family and his entire family belief system. Do you think he told others about it? Most likely, right? And probably increased the likelihood of believing in other people as well. I think the point I'm making is not only is belief so important to achieving a single thing, or, or an answered prayer or a miracle or whatever that is, which I think they're all very basically the same. Not only is it so important from what we read, but it's also important in the scope of your legacy. Like for me, I want to change the trajectory of my entire family. And I know that I'm very aware, especially in, from here, like my belief and my achievements based on that belief or my answers to the, the things that I'm pursuing, the answers to prayer that come from those powerful beliefs, those bold beliefs to do something that I'm called to do, that I feel promised that I should do, that, I, that I'm on mission to do, that I feel like I'm called to do. The boldness there, believing and then achieving those things. And by the way, there are failures along the way. And those are, those are just as much a point of learning as, as the achievements. Like, so the whole thing, right? It's not just for you. Like for me, I want to change the trajectory of me 
my family, my kids, my kids, kids, my kids, 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 my kids, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for generations. And I don't want to just change their, their life situation, right? With like maybe some of the things that come out of that, maybe some of the wealth and, and other things, benefits that come from that. But what I want to change is their, their soul, their mind, their belief, so that they're doing greater things, have a greater relationship with God, because that's really what it's about. When you believe and are on mission with God, I believe when you're, when you're on mission with God, working with him, pursuing his calling, pursuing, maximizing all the talents that he's given you and, and all the potential that he's given you, when you're believing bold things, when you're achieving things, when you're working hard and when you're displaying, like leaving it all out on the field, when you're doing those things, like you're not just doing it for you, you're doing it for generations to come. And that is just like, that's the thing. That's, I was going to say that's the icing on the case. That's probably the thing, right? And then it just like gets better with future generations and then get, gets better with future generations. Like you have the opportunity to create a pedigree and a legacy that changes the trajectory of your entire history. A guy who I like um, uh, wrote a book called The One, all right? And it's really about being the one that changes your family trajectory. And that always connected with me because I want to be that one. I feel like I'm called to be that one and you probably feel the same way. And so as I just kind of close this up, I want to encourage you to be that one. And I want to encourage you to be aware of your belief. Build your belief muscle. Remove all doubt and cynicism. Open up loops in your brain to actually try and solve some of the bigger problems that maybe your brain can't even believe. And be disciplined around these things because belief is the key to success. If you cannot believe, if you have doubt, if you are cynical, if you have a low discipline around these things, you will not achieve what you're trying to go, go after, period. And if you do achieve some level of it, it will not be nearly as high as what it could have been if you had had discipline and believed and created that, that belief system and that belief muscle. So belief is the goal. I hope this is helpful for you. Hope you have a great day. Hope this helps you achieve greater things. If you'd like to learn more about me or the business Devo, you can go to bizdevo.com. That's B-I-Z-D-E-V-O.com. You can get these in your inbox or text it to you daily. Um, and if you'd like to learn more about me, you can find more about me at kenot.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T.com. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing. <laughs>